Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and this morning's show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about a few results from yesterday's games and headlines, as well as talk about today's slate of games, talk about which games we like from a betting perspective, and we cap it all off with our top five early plays of the day. Now, our episode today is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sports book and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash out option, and many, many more great products. There's a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, and it works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. The mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website is available in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so. So let's talk about yesterday's bets. Let's be honest, we're ice cold to start out the month of August. We're 2-10 and to start the month. And 0-3 yesterday, we had a a couple of close calls with our slate yesterday going 0-3. The Phillies run line, this one hurts. They end up winning the game 5-4, but unfortunately it's because of the rain delay that they had. And so they finished that game in the fifth inning. Tough way to lose that one. We had the Cubs and Cardinals finished 4-3. We needed the over 7.5, so we missed by a run there. And then the White Sox lose 3-2 versus the Rangers. And so just an 0-3 day, we're looking to bounce back today. The only way to do so is to continue putting out plays. And so that's what we're going to do here this morning. We're going to talk about a couple plays from yesterday and also a couple headlines that made their way in there. So let's talk about the betting slate from yesterday. Uh, Raiders and Jaguars 27 to 11. If you're betting preseason NFL, then you're really hating the dog days of summer in MLB and looking to bet on something else. But the Jags ruled out pretty much all their starters, and so the Raiders pick up an easy win there at home. The Pirates beat the Brewers 5-4 in the 10th. Uh, We already talked about that St. Louis and Cubs game. The Dodgers win 5-3 over the Giants. The A's 8-7 over the Angels. We had the Rockies 7-3 over the Padres. We had Houston shutting out the Guardians 6-0. The Mets beating the Braves 6-4. The Rays beating the Tigers. 6-2, 6-2, to two, the Jays winning 9-3 to three over the Twins, the Cardinals winning the second game 7-2, to two, and then we had the Royals win 7-3 to three over the Red Sox. Then we had some WNBA results yesterday. The Connecticut Sun won 77-64 over the Phoenix Mercury, and the Dallas Wings win 82-80 to 80 over my Vegas Aces. Now on the CFL side of things, Winnipeg wins 35-20. to 20. We even tweeted out yesterday how much we liked 
Ottawa plus five and a half. And let's be honest, it was 14 all with eight minutes to go. Looked like we we're in a good spot. And then Winnipeg just opened up the floodgates. They win 35 to 20. But Zach Kalaros threw three interceptions. He did everything that he could to lose that game, but they were unable to capitalize. Now, a couple of big extensions yesterday as well in, in different sports. Starting with the NFL, Deontay Johnson gets two years, $36.71 million extension, which I think is a great move by Pittsburgh. You pay the guy what he, I think, deserves is 18 mil. Uh, you don't overextend yourself as well, paying him too much, especially given your quarterback situation. And you don't know if that's going to get sorted out in the next couple of years. So you don't hamstring yourself with a bad contract for a few years down the road. And then a huge NHL extension, Jonathan Huberto extension, eight years, $84 million. Calgary had to do this after the Matthew Kachuk trade. Um, it sounds like this is what they were offering Johnny Goudreau before he opted out to take less money to go to Columbus, kind of a shocker of the offseason. But Huberto, he was third in the league in points last year, and he was first in assists with 85. This keeps Calgary relevant. And while I don't love this contract, once you get past the midway point, this is how it goes in the NHL. You see a lot of these contracts where the last few years of this deal are not going to be great. Now, let's talk about big games on the slate today. Uh, there is quite a few because we have a loaded baseball slate once again, and then we finally get some EPL action and a couple other sports as well. So golf-wise, Wyndham Championship, we need a big Friday today. A lot of guys that we bet on need to turn it around today. Will Zalatoris is in danger of missing the cut, and Keith Mitchell's tied for 41st. Those were our two winner plays. Then we have Russell Henley, T23, and Adam Scott, T41. We need a top 10 from both of those guys. Kevin Kisner and Kevin Streelman both are in danger of missing the cut as well. We need them for top 20. So unless they have a big day today, they may not see the weekend. Now, EPL today, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. This is a game that I'm really intrigued by. Uh, Arsenal started very slow last year. In fact, they looked like they might even be getting relegated last year. But then they turned it on in, in the next two-thirds of the season and they go on to finish very highly in the league. So they open against Palace on the road. Palace are plus 325. This one will be a part of our card in a little bit here, and we'll give you our play and why we love it. Now, MLB-wise, when we're talking about games today, Cubs and Marlins, they're going to be going at just over or just past 2 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, pitchers still yet to be announced. It's looking like this could potentially be a doubleheader as well. Uh, but that's one to keep an eye on. Then we have Pirates and Orioles. The over-under is at 8.5. This isn't one of our official plays, but really like the under in this game. You got Keller and Kramer going for the respective teams. Then you have the Phillies, who are minus 190 against the Nationals. You got Gibson going up against Gray. Nine is a bit of a steep line, so would stay away from the over-under, but definitely looking at Phillies at home. Then you have Astros and Guardians, minus 200. Still waiting on the pitcher for the Guardians. It looks like Valdez is going for the Astros uh, over eight and a half. I'm intrigued by depending on who goes for the Guardians today. Then we've got Braves and Mets. Over under is at eight and a half. You got Ian Anderson taking on Tayon Walker. Uh, minus 135 for the Mets at home today. 
Then we got the Rays minus 200 versus the Tigers. You got Corey Kluber going against Garcia for the Tigers. Obviously, the Rays are going to be heavy favorites taking on a team like this, but eight and a half is an intriguing line. We'll see if Kluber pitches a gem like he did last time or if he comes back down to earth. Then you got the White Sox minus 175 versus the Rangers. They were favored yesterday and lost outright, but today they've got Dylan Cease going with his 2.01 ERA. Taking on Otto, I do think that I like the over here. Might be one of our official plays. You'll have to wait and see. Then you got Reds versus Brewers. Brewers are minus 220, staying away from this game. Blue Jays and Twins also staying away from this one. You got Barrios and Tyler Mall going. Over-under is at 9, just not a line that I really love today. The Red Sox are minus 115 versus the Royals. Over-under is at 9 as well. You got Wichikowski versus Granke. Again, another game that we might fade altogether. Then you have the Yankees minus 150 against the Cardinals. Cortez versus Hudson. I do like the Yankees even on the road today, but the Yankees have burned me quite a bit this year. And then you have the Rockies. They are taking on the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are minus 130 today. Uh, you got Bumgarner taking on Marquez. You got the Angels and Mariners, Sandoval versus Ray. And the over-under is at seven, so very low one there. And then you have Dodgers and Padres. Eight and a half is the line. Manea taking on Gonsolin. Now, WNBA-wise, there's a couple plays out there today. Uh, we have the Sparks taking on the Dream and the Mystics taking on the Sky. Those are the full slate of plays, unless you're looking to bet some English Championship Soccer, which we are not. And then we even have some CFL. You got Calgary and Ottawa tonight as well. So a lot of different things to bet on. We are intrigued by these. We will obviously be putting out our competitive parlay a little bit later on today. But we're going to get into the early hedge five, which is the five plays early on that we've looked at really like and we're going to pick three of them to be a part of our daily parlay a little bit later on as we get closer to uh, some of these games starting so it's not going to be too much later because the first play that we really like is Crystal Palace and Arsenal both teams to score at minus 120 now this game kicks off at three o'clock eastern time uh, but I love Palace this year I think they're in for a big year I even bet them as a future bet to finish top six at plus 1,200. Um, Arsenal, they f- they'll figure out a way to score as well. This is a very talented group. I wouldn't be shocked if Gabriel Jesus figures out a way to score in his debut today if he's a part of that starting 11. But give me both teams to score. I think it finishes 1-1, 2-1, maybe 3-1 even. But because I'm a little bit worried that it could finish as that 1-1 draw, over under two and a half goals I'm fading. So this one feels safe at minus 120. Now we got the Mets money line versus the Braves today at minus 130. Tayon Walker taking on Ian Anderson. As I said earlier, the Mets are the home team there. Uh, just I really do like Walker. He's one that I bet quite frequently. It's first in the NL East versus second. The Mets have won two in a row coming in while the Braves have lost two in a row. I think that gets stretched to three on either side with a Mets victory. Now, Rangers, White Sox over eight at minus 110. I really like Dylan Cease. I think he's going to pitch well today, but I'm not a fan of Otto, and I think that the White Sox are going to get some revenge today. I think they have the potential to cover this over eight on their own, but if they don't, I still think six or seven runs. You add a couple for Texas if Cease gets pulled a little bit earlier. 
And so I like the over eight in that game. Calgary minus five and a half versus Ottawa. We got burned yesterday with a plus five and a half of a bad team taking on a good team in the CFL. And you know what? The Red Blacks, they're just one in six to start the season. So they picked up their victory last week. I think they're going to struggle today. Calgary's going to beat the brakes off of them on the road. And so love this play in the CFL. And then to cap it off, I know we put out on Twitter that we're retiring from WNBA betting, but this is a line that I really love. That being the Mystics in Sky over 159 and a half. I really do see this being a high scoring game. Two very good teams in the Eastern Conference. They're battling for positioning with the WNBA playoffs coming up. And the last meeting was 84 to 82. So they went over by a half dozen points last time. So I really do like this play as well. And that is our early hedge five. Now, if you're listening to the audio version, stay tuned. We will have our Carolina Panthers preview today as well for the NFL. This is a strictly audio only. So definitely go check it out on Apple, Spotify, drop us a five-star review while you're there. But that is it for the competitive hedge podcast today. EPL is finally here. We're going to be live tomorrow morning talking more EPL games. Uh, Might even go a little bit earlier tomorrow. We normally would go closer to 9 a.m. our time, 11 a.m. Eastern. Might get up a bit earlier because we have uh, some early kickoffs in that EPL slate. But if not, keep an eye out on our social media accounts on Twitter at HedgePod because we will be posting some of our plays there. But Welcome back to the Competitive Hedge Podcast. This is part two of our August 5th episode, which means it is also our fifth NFL team preview. Yesterday was all about the Buffalo Bills. Shout out to Christian Rao of Slasher Sports once again for coming on the show. But we've talked about two AFC teams, two NFC teams. Now we are back in the NFC and we are talking about our second NFC South team that being the Carolina Panthers. Now, I'm running solo on this one once again, but we've got a lot of great stuff to cover when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Panthers' 2021-2022 season was a bit of a tough one to stomach because the Panthers started out hot, red hot. They were 3-0 to open the season, but it was all downhill from there. They finished the season 5-12, and And part of that had to do with the fact that they were rotating quarterbacks throughout the year. You know, we saw Sam Darnold get out to the hot start. Then he begins to struggle. We see Cam Newton. You even see P.J. Walker at times. And then ultimately, Darnold finishes the year as the starter in Carolina. But this is a team that had the 30th ranked offense, mainly due to that quarterback carousel that they had. But they also had the second-ranked defense in the NFL. So this was a team that was in a lot of games. They just needed some points on the scoreboard. Now, their offseason, they went out and they made some moves, tried to get a couple more weapons into that offense, bringing in a guy like Rashard Higgins from the Cleveland Browns. They also addressed the O-line, as that was one of their bigger issues. They brought in Xavier Woods in the secondary as well. And as I said, that O-line, they drafted a lineman, O-tackle out an NC State with the sixth overall pick. Now, they also went out and drafted a quarterback in Matt Corral in the third round. And I think they felt like, well, we might roll with Darnold. If Darnold struggles, then maybe we give the rookie a shot. And then the Cleveland Browns happened. And the entire situation regarding Deshaun Watson, 
They have Jacoby Brissett there as the backup, which meant that Baker Mayfield was the odd man out. So they went out, made a trade for a couple draft picks, and they got themselves Baker Mayfield. So this is kind of the big storyline heading into the year of, is there a quarterback controversy? Now, I don't think that there really is. I think Baker, while I'm not a big Baker Mayfield guy, I think he's clearly the number one option for them moving forward. Uh, But that being said... There is a chance that he doesn't finish the season. He has had some injuries before. He tries to play through it. If, I, if there's one thing I'll say about Baker Mayfield, it's that he tries to play through it. But could we see him miss some time? And if so, is Sam Darnold getting another shot here? Are we going to see Matt Corral, where we've already heard reports at camp that he's been playing rather well. So we could see the rookie at some point this year, but... If Baker is good to go, then it looks like he'll clearly be the starter. The other big question mark on offense has to be Christian McCaffrey. After playing all 48 games in his first three seasons, we saw him play just three games in 2020 and seven games in 2021. So there's a cause for concern there, given that McCaffrey is such a crucial part of this offense. Now there's other weapons there, whether it's DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, or others, but Let's face it, Christian McCaffrey, even in those seven games, he's averaging over 110 total yards, that being rushing and receiving per game. Now, he only had the two touchdowns. A lot of that has to do with how poorly the offense performed, especially when Cam Newton was in. He's looking to punch in a lot of those goal line carries. But if Christian McCaffrey's healthy, not only is he a great fantasy option, he's one of the best and most valuable running backs in the league. So will we see him stay healthy with a a healthy Baker Mayfield? And this is a great way to segue into talking about betting this team because to me, this is the ultimate team to keep an eye on as far as potentially making the playoffs. Now, there's a lot of long shot teams that have plus 400 or more, but you don't really have a lot of faith that they're going to go out and make the playoffs. Like you look at the Jets while they have a great draft, You're not really thinking of them as a potential playoff team. You think about other teams like the Atlanta Falcons that we talked about already. You know, they they have Marcus Mariota, but they're in full-on rebuild mode. Carolina is an intriguing one. To make the playoffs is plus 440. And I think if you are going to take a shot on one of these long-shot teams to make the playoffs, Carolina might be that team. And there's a few reasons why. So, They've got the 14th easiest schedule, sort of right in the middle as far as schedule goes. We already talked about it in the Atlanta preview. You can pick up a couple division wins here, and if you overperform, maybe you even go 500 or better in the division. You get Atlanta twice, you get the Saints twice. Maybe you steal one off Tampa Bay. We saw that Tampa Bay can be beaten Tom Brady and company in this division, Now, it's typically New Orleans who does it, but Carolina, there's no reason with this defense that they couldn't go out and steal one. And then you look at the rest of the schedule. So you get Cleveland in the opener. You not only get them at home in a Baker Mayfield uh, revenge game, but there's going to be no Deshaun Watson by the looks of it for that game. So there, you got a winnable game. You get the Giants. You get the whole NFC West, so you get... Maybe Arizona doesn't perform up to snuff. You've got the Seahawks. Maybe you figure out a way to steal one off of San Fran if that offense can't get going. You get the Bengals coming off the Super Bowl. That's a bit of a tougher one. 
the new look Broncos. We'll see how well they perform. And then the Steelers and Lions, both with not great quarterback situations. And it makes you start to wonder, what if Baker Mayfield performs? What if Baker Mayfield gives you that rookie magic that we saw where he took them on that run, how they won that playoff game? Could we see that potentially happen here? Christian McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, we already know the defense is there. There's other weapons, as we mentioned. So the NFC is also pretty wide open as well. The AFC is clearly the better conference heading into the season. So I'm not guaranteeing that the Panthers make the playoffs. Do I think that the over six and a half win total that you're seeing out there at minus 112 is a great bet? Absolutely. I think this team wins seven games, potentially eight. If you get lucky, they may be sneaking a ninth. So I would put a, a few units on the over six and a half, and then I would sprinkle them to make the playoffs. As I said, not guaranteeing they make the playoffs, but I think they're in a position where they could potentially make a run. Now, when we're talking about this team from a fantasy perspective, there's not a lot here. Now, this is no shot at Baker Mayfield. If we're strictly going off of ADP and where he's ranked, quarterback 24. Now, to me, that's a bit disrespectful when we're talking about Jameis Winston ahead of him, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson. I take Baker Mayfield over quite a few of those guys. The, the lone one that I maybe don't is Matt Ryan because of the situation there in Indianapolis and having a great offensive line. But if I'm in a 2QB league, obviously you're looking at Baker Mayfield as your potential second quarterback. But maybe you stash Baker on your bench. Maybe if you have that veteran of Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and you just want to make sure that you have that backup just in case something goes awry, then I think this is a good quarterback to have later on in drafts with some upside as well. We're talking about him in offense with weapons. Now, he is deservedly ahead of guys like Daniel Jones. Ryan Tannehill might be getting a bit disrespected, but his weapons are also pretty scarce in Tennessee. So Baker, unless you're in that 2QB league or you're looking to stash him on your bench for that juicy matchup, not really a guy that I'm looking at. The one that everyone will have the either you're really high on or you're really low on is Christian McCaffrey. Now, he's running back two in fantasy. The only guy ahead of him is Jonathan Taylor. But we're putting a guy that's missed, as we said, a lot of games ahead of Derrick Henry. Yes, he missed a bit of time, but he also ran for over 2,000 yards just a season prior. You got Austin Eckler in that good Chargers offense. You got Dalvin Cook, who has injury concerns of his own. But to me, the upside of potentially getting a guy like Christian McCaffrey, you're hoping that if you're in that 3-5 to five spot in your league, that you have the guys that are skeptical about Christian because 110 plus all-purpose yards is great per game. You take that every single week. You know that you're getting 11 points standard league. You throw in a touchdown or PPR, you're adding a little bit more because he's a reception machine. And Baker, let's face it, he doesn't love to throw the ball down the field. Plenty of dump-off opportunities here for Christian McCaffrey. So, if you can get him a little bit later, three, four, potentially five spot because guys want to go with more proven guys, I think you love it. If you're sitting at two, I think you have to take him. You may look at Derrick Henry uh, in a standard league, but if you're playing half point, full point PPR, 
I think Christian McCaffrey's a great option. Now, wide receiver-wise, there's really one wide receiver that you would confidently start every single week, and that has to be DJ Moore. Now, he's wide receiver 18. He's got an ADP of 47. So you're looking at him potentially being there late fourth round, early fifth round if you're in a 12-team league, which is what we go off of here on this show. Now, he is behind a couple of wide receivers that I question a little bit, and Jalen Waddell, who now has to live being the second option. Michael Pittman, does he hook up well with Matt Ryan? We've already heard that Paris Campbell and Matt Ryan have a bit of chemistry there, so does that hurt his value? And then DK Metcalf, let's face it, he's got Drew Locke at quarterback. You don't love that situation as much as you might love DK Metcalf. Now he's ahead of Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, the Denver duo, and then Mike Williams, the number two option there for the Chargers. Now I'm a big DJ Moore guy. I really think that when Darnold played well, it was because he was force-feeding it to DJ Moore. And if there's one thing that I've seen from Baker, it's that if he really loves a target, then he's going to do the same thing. And I think you could have that here with DJ Moore. Now, if you're looking for that waiver wire pickup, maybe you got to stash on your bench to start if a DJ Moore is hurt or if you're in that great matchup against a bad defense, Robbie Anderson could be that guy on your bench that you consider. Outside of that, though, you shouldn't be starting Robbie Anderson week to week unless injuries have caused issues, and so DJ Moore is the guy to target here. Now, tight end, don't even look at Carolina's tight ends. Tommy Tremble, I couldn't even tell you where he went to college. I'm sure he's a great guy. Doesn't mean I draft him in fantasy, so don't even think about it. But defense, they're getting pretty disrespected at defense 21. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the offense wasn't great last year. We don't know what it's going to look like this year. If the offense is rarely on the field, then your defense is having to make up for it. But I think that this is a defense that I would confidently start most weeks. Maybe if you're playing Tampa or the Rams, you you give them a seat and you look for something better. But that's 99% of defenses in fantasy. I think Carolina, I would confidently start most weeks, especially when you're taking on your division opponents outside of Tampa. And so Carolina is a team that not a lot of fantasy options. If you're not getting DJ, you're not getting CMC, maybe leave that one alone. Now, if we're talking about expectations, the expectation should not be that the Carolina Panthers are going to win this division. As long as Tom Brady's the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I like to believe that he's going to win this division. But as we said, is that potential sprinkle of them maybe being that seven seed in the NFC there? I think it is. I like them to at minimum cross that seven game threshold. Could get to eight, could get to nine. If everything goes perfectly, maybe 10. But Carolina is an intriguing team for me. It's one that I will watch quite frequently on Red Zone. Uh, Maybe even tune in when they're on the Thursday night or Sunday night or Monday night or whenever they're playing. But Carolina is a team that I like. I think they have a couple fantasy players that you might like as well. Potentially look at CMC for comeback player of the year. I know he's only missed seven games last year, but if he goes on to have that season like he did a few years ago, then we could be looking at him taking home some hardware at the end of the year. And Baker Mayfield, this season in Carolina is probably your last big shot in the NFL. Cleveland turned their back on you. Go out and prove that you can do it in Carolina, and you'll make a fan of this podcast host. 
But I appreciate everyone who tuned in today to the show. We will see you guys tomorrow as we start talking about some more NFL teams. We're also going to touch more on the daily bets, especially some EPL stuff as EPL is opening up this weekend. And we will see you guys tomorrow for the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast.